Hey, what's up? Welcome back to the Motocross Training Podcast. Joel Yunkins here bringing you another episode. And in today's podcast, we are going to talk about knowing what is working. And what we're going to kind of talk about today is, you know, we do a lot of things that help prepare us for success. And whether it's your fitness, your riding, your overall program, you know, there's a lot of variables in play, especially for a sport like motocross. There's a million things that you have to kind of navigate through and really consider as far as what's going to help give you the results that you want and what, you know, what are things that aren't going to give you the results. And this doesn't just happen in motocross. This also happens in everyday fitness and health and just other sports. Um, A lot of times what happens in just any kind of situation is people make changes when they're frustrated with something, they feel stuck that creates this pain point and they just kind of have enough so that they start to make a change and think about this with yourself. I'm sure you've been in this situation where, you know, things aren't going your way and you've just like, you know what? I've had it. It's time to put my foot down. I'm changing things and I'm going to do this better. So this happens all the time. And a lot of times people just change a lot of things and, you know, it kind of gives them a, could give them a false sense of, you know, of things that, you know, that people think are working, maybe what they're giving the credit to isn't really what they should be giving the credit to in the first place. Um, Oftentimes, sometimes it's just a change of attitude that can go a long way for people, and that's what is needed to make it click. But we're going to go a little bit beyond just attitude because I feel like if I just said, you know, you know, fix your attitude, that's that's very short-sighted today. So I want to go a little bit deeper. And we're actually going to go far enough to where this is going to be a little bit of a two-part podcast today. And, you know, and instead of just kind of like making a bunch of changes and just, you know, kind of guessing what works, um, I'm going to kind of show you how to make changes so that you actually can kind of gain some knowledge from making positive impacts in your program. So this is kind of a little bit of a mindset podcast today, but... I think you're really going to like it, and I think you're going to really be able to apply a lot of this stuff to your life and your career right now. So when it comes to training, um, you have, and when it comes to training in our industry, we have the saying that everything works. And, you know, the good thing is, is that everything works, but the bad thing also is, is that everything works. So you have to keep in mind, like, if you're a beginner, if you're, if you're a good racer, and then you start picking up the gym, you start doing gym workouts and you do conditioning workouts and it's the first time you've ever done any of these things you know you're you know you may be an expert in racing but you're actually a beginner in the fitness world and when you are a beginner you can pick things up really quick and kind of like almost everything will work for you and and also like no matter what you're doing even if you're not even a beginner um everything kind of works up to a point even if it's like the wrong thing you're doing, you can have a little bit of progress with kind of like some really bad methods or really just, you know, mediocre programs, you know, whatever it is you want to say, like that could be bad, you know, bad diets, um, all across the board, anything that's like not going to be optimal for you. As long as you're putting effort towards something, you're going to make some progress. So what kind of happens with that is whether you're a beginner or you're someone that you try something new for a little bit and you kind of get a little bit of traction with it and it kind of gets you all excited. What this kind of can create is like this false sense of success 
that can really kind of lead to like long-term cycles of like doing things that aren't totally optimal for your success and preparation for your sport. So let's just say like you decided like, you know, okay, I want to drop like 10 pounds. I think I'm a little bit overweight for racing. So I heard some good stuff about this keto diet. I'm going to go no carbs. So you decide to just eat, you know, no carbs, but you continue to train hard. You continue to race and, and ride during the week and you do all these things and you have some success with it. And, you know, in the first four to eight weeks, you drop some 10, your 10 pounds. You thought you're like, man, like I'm just, I'm doing awesome. This is great. Well then like you kind of start noticing, like you don't get any, like you don't really get any further with your body composition changes. You kind of see your results slipping a little bit. Your training sessions aren't productive, aren't as productive as they were. Um, you know, you're kind of gassing out a little bit at the end of motos. So kind of like initial stress that, that initial change you, you made to create a stress response for your body worked, but it just worked for a short time. And you're kind of in this cycle now where you're like, no, like keto is the way, like who's ever not doing this is stupid. This is the best thing ever. Why haven't we been doing this all along? And, you know, like why didn't Ricky Carmichael do this? But, um, you know, you kind of start creating this vicious cycle where you start hanging on to this belief system because it worked for you for a little bit. You think it's going to work all the time and, and for everybody, like, um, so that's where people kind of like do things. They work a little bit and then they go around preaching about, how awesome something is when in real, like in reality, like there's a lot, you know, other things that you could be doing to help optimize performance. Um, that's just one example, but that is an example, you know, of, um, of how that kind of works. Another kind of example is like, you know, you start a diet and, you know, you only eat when the sun's down and, you know, you do this, you know, workout where like you lift rocks outside and logs and, you know, you don't go to the gym because that's only for football players and bodybuilders and you're a racer and you need to do all these unconventional things. And, you know, you really buy in and you, you put the work in and you believe this um, and you maybe see some results. But, you know, you kind of just you see some results from just doing like raising up your just general fitness levels Um and you get all excited because you're seeing some progress and you think that's, you know, how it's going to be forever. But then, you know, a few months go by and you just kind of plateau with your fitness while everybody else is passing you up. Who's actually sticking to a real strength and conditioning type program because you got to just keep finding bigger rocks and bigger logs. And, you know, you're dragging because, you know, you're not eating during the day because the sun's up and you're, you know, you're a warrior and warriors don't eat during the day. They only eat a huge meal at night, you know, stuff like this. I mean, people do a bunch of really crazy off the wall things and they try to get really extreme because that's what they think they need. And because normal just isn't cutting it. So they go to these extreme measures. Um, so you have to really tread lightly when you're going down these making changes and you, you do see a little bit of traction, you know, like, okay, is it working just cause this is something new and I'm excited and I do see a little bit of traction, but what is this going to look like six months from now, one year to now, you know, if you're racing five years from now, like what's that going to look like for you? Is this still going to be, um, is this still going to be working down the road for you? Is this going to be optimal for long-term results? If the answer is no, I would really reconsider how important a certain approach is for you to even do it in the first place. Um, so, you know, that's, uh, that's kind of where, you know, the part one is.
you know, I really want to like emphasize on just realizing that just because something's working for a little bit, you know, don't get yourself super excited after a couple of weeks and start preaching to everybody that, you know, you need to be doing these certain things or, or, you know, you thought you found the Holy grail, uh, you know, keep an open mind and figure out like, Hey, is this working? Because in our world, like when you, when you train, when you train and follow nutrition and preparation and, and all these things, you know, you kind of start with like this middle ground of like, okay, like here are the basic principles. You have to understand the principles of why you're doing certain things and, you know, really what works for, you know, the majority of the population. And you kind of start there. And these, this is what you'd call and call the basics. Start with basic concepts and principles, understand them and work, work those first. And then along the way, you can find little, you know, individual differences with yourself to kind of make tweaks as you go. Usually making big drastic changes away from that middle ground of what we would call the basics really is where people get in trouble. So if you take away one thing in part one is I want you to understand that everything will work and that's a good thing, but that can also be a bad thing. And you have to understand like just because something's working, it's not always going to work for you. Um, the basics will always work. They're always going to be there. They always have, and they're not going to let you down. So gravitate towards the basics first, uh, learn them, understand them. If you don't understand them, get help with them and kind of go and go from there. So part two is really what, when I kind of set out to do this podcast, this episode, um, I should say, this is really what I was going to make the main focus of the whole entire episode on, uh, part one, I just had to kind of throw in there for, I think justice. I think a lot of people, you know, create that false sense. So they kind of like can go down the a rabbit hole of, you know, something that isn't working for them. But, you know, with this, um, this one here, I think is really important. Uh, and this is where a lot of people get confused quite easily because they can even be making, you know, really good changes, but you have to understand, you know, what, what actually did work for you. Um, you know, some people don't really care. They've, you know, people will change things and if it worked, it worked great. I don't care. I just want to move on and get my results. But if you're someone that's listening to a podcast like this, an informational podcast, I have a feeling that you want to know, you know, the thing, like the things that you're doing, I think you want to know why they're actually working. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So there's really one trick to knowing, to really understanding this. And we're going to get in a couple of examples here. But the main takeaway is if you really want to know what's working for you, only make one change to your overall program at a time. Okay. So I'm going to repeat that. Make one change to your overall program. And that could be a bike setting, a physical setting, you know, something, a change in your training, a change in your nutrition. When you start changing more than one thing at a time, it's hard to start kind of pinpointing what actually worked. And this is tough to do because like I said earlier, when you're not happy, when you're not satisfied, when you need to make a change in your, in your program, a lot of times we just all start just changing a bunch of things. And we kind of do it, you know, here, you know, the facility, like we do this as well. And I'm going to kind of get into why we do this, but so, you know, if we get like a new racer coming in, 
a lot of times the things we're going to do right off the you know the bat for them is going to be a lot of changes to what they're used to doing and again i'll kind of get into this a little bit more here but um, we all do it to a degree but the best way to really do this is change things just change one thing one at a time and this is kind of um this is really the only way to truly know what's actually working and like what change actually needed to be made to educate yourself and give you that experience so you know next time um you know you have to do this one thing to make this little adjustment so i don't want to keep kind of like talking in circles here i want to get kind of an example like a real world example of what happens what could happen in a situation so you know, the example I kind of drummed up in my head, and it's kind of an extreme example, but again, people do some extreme stuff all the time to fix their problems, so this might not be too far off the cusp of what I'm about to tell you. So, um, you know, if you're a racer and you start getting arm pump out of nowhere, like you've raced for years and you've never really got arm pump, but for some reason you just start getting arm pump somewhere. You've made some changes and... Um, you know, just somehow you just are, you know, getting arm pump and you're not really sure why. Um, so you've decided like, Hey, I've, I don't like this arm pump. I've never got it before. I can't ride with it. I feel like I can't hang on to the bike. I think I'm going to crash. My results are tanking. My sponsors might drop, might drop me. You know, my girlfriend might leave me because I'm, I'm not getting on the podium anymore. You know, whatever the case may be, there's this pain point that's created because arm pumps causing problem in your performance. So you're like, forget this. I'm, I'm going to go home on the way home from the race. I'm going to just research everything I can to, to fix this. So, you know, the first thing you do is you go home and you soften up your front forks. You think your forks are too stiff. So you soften them up. Um, you buy another set of handlebars. You, you change handlebars out. You start taking some new supplement that tells you that, you know, it'll take the arm pump away. You know, you start doing yoga instead of strength training because you think weightlifting, you know, even though you've been doing it for years and it's worked great for you, you all of a sudden think it doesn't work so that maybe you now need to do yoga to keep your body loose and limber. Um, and then the fifth thing you change is, and you've never done this before, but you've decided to do a vegan diet because on a documentary, uh, you know, the blood work showed that your blood's a different color after you have meat or something. So you just decide to just totally switch a whole bunch of things in hopes that, hey, like, my arm pump's going to go away. And it does. Say it eventually does. Um, you know, you, you do all these things, and in a week or two, it, it goes away. And you're like, good, oh, man, like, I did all those things, and that's what it took for me to, to take that arm pump away. So, but in reality, if we would have just changed one thing at a time and maybe figured out, you know, let's just make one change to see really what was it out of all five of those things and all five of those radical different changes, you know, to your program, you know, maybe all it took was changing back to handlebars that you used to run. And, you know, this new bike had new handlebars or you just tried a different brand or a different bend or whatever. And that's what totally threw you off. And all you needed was just different handlebars. And that could be like, you could have just done one thing and not have to soften your forks up, not have to take the supplement and spend 45 bucks on 10 pills. Um, you didn't have to do yoga instead of strength training. You didn't have to abandon your normal nutrition and start doing a vegan diet. All you needed to do was just get different pair of handlebars and your arm pump could have went away. 
And you would have known that if all you had done was change the handlebars and not change anything else. But people do this stuff all the time. So really, like, what's the goal? Like, I know you don't have time. It's like if you run into a problem, you don't have to always like, you know, you may not have the time to just run through one thing at a time. Like your season might be over by the time you run through one thing every time. But you have to understand this is really the only true way to to get this kind of information and collect it. So like, what's the goal with all this? And the goal is to like, basically like you don't, you won't always have everything figured out, but you want to collect enough, enough of this data over time so that you can build up some experience that you'll actually know, like, you know, man, two years down the road, you run this problem again. Oh yeah. I gotta go back to those handlebars and you can fix the problem or, you know, like, yeah, like my training program's fine. I need to do this or, Oh yeah, I used to do this in the training program and I can, I need to stop doing this new thing that I'm doing. So this will help come with experience, but you can also get this experience from asking for help from people. And you have to understand that whether it's your experience or other people's experience, you know, when you put those together, that's going to give you the overall knowledge to actually know what's actually working. And this could be from mechanics, this could be from trainers, this can be from your parents, riding coaches, trainers, um, you know, all across the board, just, you know, mentors, whatever. It's a collective approach of experience that's going to help you navigate all of these things. And it's not going to take your whole entire career to solve every single problem. Um, So you have to earn the experience. You have to know, like, you know, if you're always changing everything, you're never actually going to even develop that experience because you don't even know what, like what's working. So you're like, you're one changing just things to change them and guessing, but while you're guessing, it may work, but you're not adding any experience points to that when you change it. So I hope that makes sense. You have to learn to like change one thing at a time to really actually learn and grow from something and don't just make a bunch of changes. A lot of people do that, and it's not just motocross racers. This is all across the board. And you also have to, like, really understand that, you know, preparation and performance is never about just one thing. It's about a bunch of small things working together so that they, so that they can all work in a holistic approach to further your success. So what I mean by that is it's by knowing a lot of little things like, you know, how to have your bike set up, how to ride your bike, how to hit the lines, how to train during the week, how to practice during the week, how to how to enhance your conditioning, how to enhance your recovery. It's all these little details that you need to learn to collect over the course of your career to provide you with that total package so that you can be the racer that you want to be and get the results that you want to get. So that's it today. I'm not going to drag this one out any further. I think I've made my point. If you need any questions or any help with this, um, shoot me an email. It's joelyunkins at jytraining.com is my email. Um, Also, next week, I plan on doing the Q&A episode. So tune in for that, and we'll catch you later.